This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Rage Against the Mike Sheen, and this is the inside of my mind. Rage Against the Mike Sheen this week comes in from Radio Whitey. Each week, a listener submits a different RM name. It doesn't have to be an RM name. It just has to be a creative twist on Radio Mike. Rage Against the Mike Sheen, of course, a reference to the band Rage Against the Machine, uh, who I've never listened to any of their music. I don't think I've ever heard a song by Rage Against the Machine. Maybe I have and don't know, but uh, I am not. I can't say I'm too familiar with Rage Against the Machine's uh, discography. So Rage Against the Mike Sheen this week. Welcome to the podcast. If you're new, double welcome. This is a podcast about me, Radio Mike, Australia's most lovable nerd, and someone in there, a a young 20-something trying to make his way in the rough and tumble of Melbourne, Australia, trying to make it in the big smoke, except I've always been in the big smoke. I grew up in the inner city suburbs of Melbourne, so I'm still trying to make it, even though I've lived here my whole life. But yeah, this podcast is basically about the many adventures of me. I'm a writer, I'm a producer, I'm a comedy person, I'm a content creator, that's me as well. I do all of these things. So it's uh, really great to have you on board. I hope, you, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I'm looking, it's been 90 seconds. So if you're 90 seconds in and you're still not, in, and you're not enjoying it yet, it doesn't get much different to this. No, I'm just joking. It actually gets really, really great. Uh, first things first though, radiomike.com.au, head to the website for all of my content and pick up some merch. There are sticker packs online there. Uh, $20 for five stickers. You can see them on the back of my laptop here if you're watching the video version of this podcast. All these podcasts go up in full on YouTube. Go subscribe to me there. Uh, And there are also a bunch of other merch things there, including a poster, which I will hand sign and a couple other. uh, There are the typo limited edition stickers inside of my, my mind and my, 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 my stickers uh, based on a typo that we were selling for a while. There are five of those left. So go and pick one up. They are limited edition. They will never be printed again. And uh, if you get one, you are very, very lucky. Also, you can now on the website, well, I'm going to figure it out after recording. You can now download a cross-stitch pattern made by Radio Freya. Welcome again to the Radio Family, Radio Freya, who is a cross-stitcher from the UK. I think the UK. I'm not sure. Maybe the UK. So she's in Europe somewhere. And uh, she has created a cross-stitch pattern for both of the the 20th Century Boy podcast artwork and the Radio Mike logo, which is like a radio uh, microphone outline that was uh, drawn by Cass Stevens, the artist of this show, who has done pretty much all the art you see in this show is by Cass Stevens. Freya sent me an email this week. She says, hello, I've attached the two patterns below. Let me know if there's anything you see that looks funky or weird and I can change it. Uh, And I'm missing the original artwork creator so I can credit them. Of course, that is Cass Stevens, as I said. The Mike logo is a pretty simple pattern, so would recommend that for beginners. The artwork is a bit of a beast, but I've kept it as few colours as possible, not too hard to stitch. Will just take a good while to do. Freya has actually started stitching it herself. She says, I started on the artwork last night. I'm about 150 stitches in of the 40,000 stitches required to do this. And I've got 10 others on the go. So it's going to take me a while, but I think it'll be fun to do. I don't get the chance to make my own patterns too much. So it's fun to stick 
stitch something I created, you're looking at maybe done by the end of the year. So this is a big undertaking if you want to do the cross stitch. Uh, I'll keep you posted with pictures on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, so that it can now be found on the website if you want to grab the cross stitch pattern. Uh, Freya is recommend we sell it. I'm going to put it up for free because I don't want to profit off Freya's hard work. And uh, this is super cool. This is a really cool fan thing. I'm looking at the cross-stitch PDF she sent me now and they are really cool. I know nothing about cross-stitching, so I can only assume that, like, if you know what cross-stitching is, you can probably do it. There's She's done some detailed, like, PDF files here, so I think it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Definitely go and check this out. Uh, and thank you to everyone last week who was involved in the first ever podcast court case. That was a whole heap of fun. And if you haven't caught last week's episode, definitely do it now. But we need to start the official proceedings of the podcast, the official start of the podcast proceedings. And those proceedings are to do a 360 on the spot right now because we are the only winnable podcast in the world. You win the podcast by doing a 360 on the spot. If you see me in public while you were doing that 360 and listening to this part of the podcast, you have won the podcast. And when you win the podcast, the podcast ends. This podcast is essentially one big game. And when it is won, it ends. So, you know, again, always a weird incentive to win the podcast. Radio Whitey did that this week. He's also the one who submitted Rage Against the Mike Sheen. He said, I did a 360 this morning on the corner of Springvale Road and Ferntree Gully Road. Uh, no mic. And then he says, actually, it was more like a 300 as I was driving. So he, he couldn't get that last 60, 60 degrees. Maybe if he did get that last 60 degrees, he, he may have won. He may have seen me in the flesh. We will never know. However, I will say that it is very rare that I would be anywhere near Springvale Road and Ferntree Gully Road here in Melbourne. I'm not really ever in that area very much. I will say that coming up in the next few weeks or the next month or so, I will be in Sydney. Uh, I will talk more about that later, but I will be in Sydney at some point in the next month from the time of recording this. So people living in Sydney who don't usually have a chance to win the podcast, you may have a chance to win the podcast in a month's time or so. So that is something for you guys to look forward to. So no winners on the podcast this week and the podcast does continue for another week. Of course, we introduced last week the 20th Century Board... The 20th Century Board is the whiteboard of the podcast, mainly for the video version, but audio listeners, of course, can see it in the background there. Uh, Every week we will feature a different listener message on the 20th Century Board. Think of it sort of like the chalkboard gag from The Simpsons. Every episode of The Simpsons, Bart in the opening is writing a different little gag in the intro. That's something you can look out for every week. This week, it is from radio superstar Alex Sky. His message to all of you out there is, you could probably turn that light off. That's what the 20th Century Board is for. It's for keeping track of the goals of the podcast. And, oh, I just realized I haven't updated the Days Till Nug 100, which is also on the 20th Century Board. It was at 49. I assume, based on the fact that that was a week ago, it is now at 42 days until Nug 100. So, message there from Radio Alex Guy, Radio Superstar Alex Guy. You could probably turn that light off. And he said, sometimes you just leave lights on unnecessarily. You could probably turn it off, save a, save a bit of money on the power bill. If you have something, anything at all, any message for anyone that you want to put on the 20th century board, just write it into me. Could be so simple. You could just, it could be, hey, mum, do you know where the remote is? And then on the off chance that your mum is watching the podcast video or listening, 
listening to this podcast, she will see the message on the 20th century board. That's what it is. It's a bulletin board. It's a bulletin board for the listeners of the show to pass messages on. So if there's someone you want to get a message to anywhere in the world, get it on the 20th century board. Let me know what it is and I will pop it in there. The discord of the podcast is going off. The discord is the podcast group chat. Lots of different threads in there. Uh, Got a message this week from Radio Chris Byers. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Chris Byers. New listener of the show who says, hey Mike, really enjoying the podcast. Happy 25th 25th birthday, although I watched that app ages ago. Of course, my 25th birthday was in 2019, but on that day, I told people to, whenever they hear that episode, send me a message saying happy 25th birthday and then I will live as a 25 year old forever and that is still working. Chris Bias joined the discord. Great to have you in there. I wanted to start the show this week with a little issue a lot of people seem to be happening. So I guess that make I guess that makes it a big issue. Last week, Radio Gannonbort, welcome to the Radio Family Radio Gannonbort, was complaining that I say and I'm not allowed to say it anymore or I have to give someone $5. But apparently I say Um, well, I think I'm allowed to say it for context. So this doesn't count, but apparently I say, I'm just going to put it out there too much. And I said it like five times within 10 minutes on a podcast a few weeks ago. So I've now said, if I ever say that, not that doesn't count what I just said. If I ever say that you now get $5 to the first person who reports it to me, I will send you $5, five Australian dollars. Uh, however, there is another one that has come up and, uh, I, I didn't realize that this was an issue. Uh, but apparently I say the word haunted wrong. I don't know why I'm saying it wrong to me. That's how you say that word, but everyone is complaining about how I say haunted or haunter, the Pokemon haunter, um, haunted. Now I'm not even sure if I'm saying it the way I usually say it, but everybody seems to have an issue with the way I say haunted Um, as in like a haunted house or last year. It came up a lot last year because last year we had a guy questionable father who was haunting the podcast phone number 1-800-438-353 and leaving really scary messages on the podcast phone number. So he was haunting the phone line. Uh, Radio Lazar wrote in the Discord this week, welcome to the radio family, Radio Lazar. Every time Mike says haunted, I wince. Well, I assume you've just winced uh, there, Lazar. Radio Quack, she said, uh, I've been thinking this for ages and I'm glad I'm not the only one. And then Radio Connie from the UK said, I thought this was just an Australian pronunciation of haunted. I'm glad it's not because it made me wince too. Uh, so I would love for this week... Call up the the phone line and leave a voice message, 1-800-438-353, 1-800-GETFKD, and just say how you pronounce the word haunted. And the the word, it's spelt H-U, sorry, H-A-U-N-T-E-D, haunted. That is the word I am saying. Um, I don't know why I'm saying it wrong. This is how I've always said it. I say the Pokemon haunter. I would say a haunted house. I would say someone is haunting the phone number. That is how I would say that word. Um, and I'm really, really sorry to everyone who seems to be very, very angry at me uh, for saying it wrong. It is kind of annoying though, because I like English was one of my best subjects at school. Like I loved English at school and I can, and I, I feel like I'm quite particular about the words that I use and the way that I speak. Like I always make fun of Luke Kidgel, one of my friends who works on the Luke and Lewis show, obviously, because he says he's instead of his He says he's instead of his, and he says stupid instead of stupid. 
and I never thought there would be a case against me for my use of the word haunted. But uh, here we are, guys. Uh, But I want to move on to something much more serious because uh, this may be a new goal for the show, actually. It was brought to my attention in the podcast Discord uh, that a certain movie exists, a movie that I did not know existed until now. And uh, those of you who are longtime listeners of the show and those who are new, welcome, but longtime listeners will know my cousin Dave, recurring character on the podcast, loves being on the podcast. We do a side podcast within a podcast called The Dave and Mike Show on this podcast uh, that will return this year, don't worry. But uh, Dave and I, we love our movies. And it has come to my attention, I can't remember who sent this to me, but it turns out there is a film that stars Zac Efron and Adam Levine, Adam Adam Devine, whoever the guy is, he's in Modern Family and Workaholics, that dude. And the movie is called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And I, this blew my mind, right? This absolutely blew my mind. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I'm Mike, he's Dave, we do a podcast together. Turns out there's a movie called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And I wanted to bring this to the attention of my cousin Dave. Dave is, you know, he's very different to me. He's in his mid-30s. He works at a bank. Pretty normal life as opposed to my weird, crazy life where... It's uh, 12.53 on a Wednesday afternoon and I'm doing my podcast uh, in my bedroom at my share house, uh, whereas Dave's at work at the bank. Um, But, you know, that's just how it is. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I wanted to bring it to the attention of Dave, so I sent him a photo of it and said, Dave, please watch this with me. And he said, oh, okay, that looks cool. So I just, I wanted to ring Dave and just... Set some set up a time, essentially set up a time, catch up with him. This is not an episode of the Dave and Mike show. I just wanted to get him on the line and set up a time where we can watch uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And ideally, you guys watch it too. And then me and Dave are going to record a review of the film Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which came out in 2016, has a pretty small, has a pretty low uh, review score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, but me and Dave are watching it anyway, and I would love for you to watch it too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on the the 20th century board, watch Mike plus Dave need wedding dates. So that's now our third goal for the year. The first one being Nug 100, where in 42 days, I'm going to be eating 100 chicken nuggets. Then we want to complete the entire Dave, Dav Pilkey book uh, reviews. And then we want to watch Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. So what I'll do, I, I gave Dave a call uh, last night because Dave, you know, he works nine to five. He can't bloody take my call during work hours and do this podcast nonsense. So again, this is not an episode of the Dave and Mike show. That will be back in a few weeks. But uh Here is what happened when I called Dave last night and a surprisingly uh, positive response from Dave, who is usually quite negative on this show. Here's how it went. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. How are you, man? Yeah, not too bad. How you doing? Good. You're on the podcast, but this is not an episode of the Dave and Mike show, so you can relax a bit. What's going Uh, on? Nice. You've replaced me already, man. No, no, no. We're just... Uh, you're bi- you're preparing something really big for the first episode of the David uh, Mike Show 2021. Remember? Uh, 
Got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So that's happening. Uh, but the, big, the big news is that Paul's taking over, isn't it? No, no, no. You've got a really big thing planned for the first episode, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be in a few weeks. But in the meantime, I mean, I think you know what I'm calling about, don't you? Um, what would that be, Mike? Oh, I think you'd know. Uh, maybe if you filled me in, I'd, I'd probably know. Or... Well, I am sure that you are aware by now that there is a film called... Oh, yes. Mike and Dave Not oh. Wedding Dates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, how crazy yeah, is that? It. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Now, I for, saw it had a solid five star out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't know me and Dave, uh, what are some of our favourite movies of all time? Me and you, we've got a couple favourite movies. List them uh, off for us. Well, it's got to be Lucy. Lucy? Top, top. <laughs> Lucy, the the 2011 possibly film with Scarlett Johansson, one of me and Dave's favourite films. We saw it together at the cinemas. And and what else? Followed followed very closely by Yes Man. Yeah, the next one is Yes Man, which uh, is the 2008 Jim Carrey film uh, that we also saw at the cinemas. In fact... They're actually probably the only two movies that we've seen. Maybe we've ever seen together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it makes sense that they're our joint favourite movies as a a two. Um, Here's what I want to do. I want to... I want to watch Mike and Dave need wedding dates together and maybe add it to the list. I'm all for it, man. I'm all all for it. Uh, When are we doing it? Can we do it at your house, though? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Oh, cool. Uh, whenever. When are you free? Probably in an afternoon. I don't want to waste a night on it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have, do you ever have an afternoon? Uh, on a weekend or? Yeah, do you want to do Saturday afternoon? Yeah. Or are you yeah, busy? Yeah, we could do. Um, I'll need to check this Saturday, but I, I think there'll be a weekend coming up soon that'll be free. So. All right. And um, do you reckon we should get the listeners to all watch it as well? And, and like, because I feel like the... It can't be a coincidence. It has to be about us and this show. <laughs> I hope it's good, man. <laughs> Did you recommend it after you watch it? Or <laughs> well, I think that I think the listeners. I reckon we have to set a date where we watch it, and all the listeners watch it on the same day, and then we okay. all talk about it on the podcast the next week. What do you reckon? Yeah, just don't waste an evening on it, right? <laughs> don't waste an evening on it. Do it on a Saturday afternoon kind of vibe. That's what me and Dave will be doing so we can do our own thing in the evening. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's try yeah. and lock in a date on a Saturday yeah. coming up that we can watch it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you keep working on uh, your big big thing for the debut. When do you reckon that's going to be ready by? Twenty twenty two sounds alright. No, 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 it's definitely it's in the next month and I think what it is this this is what Dave told me. Dave is is learning the theme song to Everybody Loves Raymond on the piano. <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you? <laughs> I haven't touched the piano in a while. It's yeah, you, me, was, <laughs> was, the, was the last time you touched the piano when you learnt the Dave and Mike show theme on piano? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It was yeah. the last time I've touched a piano. So yeah. Dave is actually going to be learning the theme song to Everybody Loves Raymond uh, on the piano, and I, he's going to be presenting I, it to you all on the first ep of the Dave and Mike show in two to three weeks' time. How cool is that, it, guys? It won't be any good. That's a problem, mate. Could you, could you, off the top of your head, oh, just so you know, you know how last time you were at our place for Nonna's birthday, how we were doing yeah. the tapping game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what were, what uh, song was I tapping out? Everyone loves Raymond. Yeah, and yep. I, so just so you know, I did that on my podcast. Only one person knew that it was Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, because it was very difficult. <laughs> no, but what? Remember, what song did you do, and how quickly did I get it? All right, I I did simply the best by <laughs> Tina Turner, and I reckon after the fifth tap, Mike was like. It's simply the best. <laughs> and I was like, how did you get that? Yeah. How? Yeah. So, you know, clearly mine was more difficult than yours. And uh, all right. Well, I'm really, I'm looking forward to two things. I'm looking forward to doing, to watching Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That's going to be great. But it's, it's a bit ironic because you don't need a wedding date because you're engaged. You're going to, you have a wedding date for the I rest of your life. Date, I guess. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you think it's going to have like a, um, What's that movie with uh, with Owen Wilson and... Um, uh, like Wedding Crashes? Wedding type. Crashes. Do you think it's just going to be Wedding Crashes? Oh, I don't know. It could be. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good one. Well, you, I'll, I'll take care of finding a copy of that. You take care of learning <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond theme song on the piano, okay? <laughs> I don't even have a piano. <laughs> yeah, no, but you have to go pr- practice at your parents' house. Doing a show isn't easy. You have to make sacrifices. <laughs> You know, that's that's the thing. Okay. That's the thing about podcasting, guys. People think you just show up and you just start talking. No, there's behind the scenes preparation. As Dave is learning, I expect it ready in two to three weeks. I will send the sheet music tonight. Thanks for joining me, Dave. Uh, is there actually sheet music? Yeah, I'll send you the sheet music. Uh, oh, okay. That's that's a little helpful. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, cool. Looking forward right. to the next Saturdays coming up where we finally get yeah, to play. Yeah, we'll see up a time. Should we invite some of the listeners to your place? Uh, <laughs> I think maybe for the first viewing session we'll, we'll just keep it to us. We'll do a private session. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but your your house is pretty. Your house is pretty big. What is it like? Five bedrooms. Uh, to four bathrooms or something. I wish. You've got a pretty big house. I've been there. I think there's only enough room for three on the couch there. How many many bedrooms are in your house? Four. Oh, that was one off. (laughs) One off. All right. And also, how Um, how how many houses do you own currently? I own zero because I owe the bank a lot of money. How, How many houses do you owe the bank money for? Two. Whoa, guys. Whoa, whoa. And that's the big, hey, um, that's the big bucks podcasting pays. <laughs> <laughs> the big bucks. So when, when do I actually see some of these uh, royalties? Is that is that a right, thing in podcasting? Or? Don't, don't ask me, mate. You're the one with two houses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start. Get get over to the piano. Maybe then you'll start seeing some more bucks. Catch you later. Hey, two. Yeah. No, wait, yeah. did you have something else to say? Uh, I just I was wondering who the lucky listener that gets everyone loves Raymond. Like, did he get a prize of some sort, or uh, no, no, it was actually quite difficult. No prize. No prize. No, no, no prize. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right, we got to keep moving, Dave. It's not all about uh, you. <laughs> okay.
right. <laughs> I'll catch you around, mate. Which bedroom are you going to sleep in tonight? I only have two furnished bedrooms, so oh, well, the other ones are empty. Jealous. <laughs> All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. To those watching the video version of the podcast, I just had to swap to my phone camera because my normal camera ran out of battery. So apologies for any confusion with the sudden change of camera quality. But there you go. Uh, I did receive a follow-up text from Dave after that. I believe he said that, uh, of of course, we don't want to waste an evening on it, as I said. I think Dave said, now that I'm recording on my phone, I can't actually check the text message that he sent. But I think he said we can probably do uh, Saturday the 20th of February. So on Saturday the 20th of February, sometime in the afternoon, more details coming soon when Dave follows up with me, we will watch Mike and Dave need wedding dates. And I'd love for you guys to allocate an afternoon to that as well. I think it'd be a lot of fun and we can talk about it on the show. So look forward to that. I got an email, not an email, I got an Instagram DM this week from Radio Nathan Little. Welcome to the Radio Family Radio Nathan Little, who sent me a Instagram DM saying, have you ever heard, have you heard anything about this? And it was actually a link to, some of you may know of this, some of you may not, Super Nintendo World, which is uh, a brand new theme park or part of a theme park that is opening or is opening very soon in uh, Universal Studios Japan, which is in Osaka. Uh, Yes, I have heard of it, Nathan Little. I've been following this very closely for a very long time because uh, I love all things Nintendo, as people on this podcast would know. And Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan seems like my idea of heaven. There are, uh, like, the whole... Go and Google it. Go and look up pictures of this. The whole thing is, like, a level from Mario. All the characters are, like, running around and there are rides based on Mario Kart. There's, like, a real-life Mario Kart ride that you're going to be able to go on. And um, several other rides there and attractions and merch and warp pipes and all the stuff in the Mario world uh, is going to be there. There's a YouTube video you can watch now, which is basically a tour of the park and it looks incredible. Um, As I said, I have known about Super Nintendo World for a while and it basically just means that Universal Studios Japan is going to pretty much become one of my favorite places in the world because not only do they have a... Uh, Nintendo World about to open, but they do have a Harry Potter world there as well. I have been to Universal Osaka two times in my life. Uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff there. They have a Spider-Man ride. There's a Jurassic Park roller coaster, which is one of the scariest things I've ever been on in my entire life. Um, and then obviously all the Harry Potter stuff. The Harry Potter ride there was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It was so incredible. But all of the characters speak in Japanese, so we couldn't really understand what was going on, but it was still Harry Potter. So this place basically blends two of my favourite geeky things, Harry Potter and Nintendo. Um, in fact, I... Uh, I was going to go opening week to Universal Studios Japan uh, for Nintendo World or Super Nintendo World or whatever it's called. Uh, That was my goal and it was supposed to open in 2020. Um, That was what they were saying. And me, my brother and my cousin were all planning on going over for the Tokyo 2020 games and to go to Super Nintendo World. However, obviously COVID destroyed that. And now we really don't have any idea when we are going to be able to go to Japan again which is really disappointing. Um, 
I think it's so sad. This is my dream, a Nintendo-themed theme park. I know that the Universal Studios in America, I'm not sure where it is in America, maybe California, but I could be wrong. I know that that has a whole Simpsons world, which the Japan one doesn't have, but then the Japan one has a bunch of rides that the American one doesn't have, like the, the Jurassic Park pterodactyl roller coaster which is so scary and adrenaline inducing um but yeah i'm so looking forward to like know this as soon as we are able to go to go internationally again and as soon as it's safe to go to japan and super nintendo world is opened i will definitely go to japan go to universal studios osaka and do an episode of this podcast from japan like, and go there and do a full review of it and just do a video. But like, I will, I am so excited about this. I've been to Disneyland, Disneyland, Tokyo, average. Disneyland for me, super average. The rides aren't that fun. I just like, and I love Disney. I love Pixar. I love all Disney stuff, but I just didn't like, I didn't think Disneyland was very good or fun. I loved Universal. So What's your favorite theme park? I would love to know that this week. What are theme parks you've been to that you really like? What's the scariest ride you have ever been on in your life? Mine is, I'm not a huge ride person. I suck with heights. I get so scared. And when I was going on, if you go onto YouTube and type in the flying pterodactyl roller coaster, Universal Studios Osaka, you'll see how scary this roller coaster is because you're not like... It's not like a roller coaster where you're on top of the rails in a cart. You're act- It's a suspended coaster, so you're hanging underneath the track. And not only are you hanging underneath the track, but it wants you to. It wants to simulate. Simu- uh, yeah, simulate as if you're flying like a pterodactyl. So you start sitting upright, and then as you're going up the first, uh, the first climb at the start, the cut. Instead of being upright, you actually face. F- the whole thing flips forward. So you're actually facing the ground. Like you have a bird's eye view of the park and the whole thing, you're just facing the ground. And it is so, so scary. Like you're just looking at the ground and I'm like, if I fall out of this, I am so, so fucked. I will die. And it was so scary, but I'm so glad I went on it. Like I was in the line, we were in line for like 45 minutes. And I was like saying to my friends at the time, like, I do not want to go on this. I do not want to go on this. And they convinced me to go. We were in the front cart. Yeah. Universal is awesome. Super Nintendo land or world is going to make it even better. So I'm so excited for that. Thank you for giving me an excuse to talk about it on this podcast radio, Nathan Little. I really appreciate that. And I hope you guys check it out because it is super, super cool. Last week, we did set a new goal on the podcast, as you can see on the 20th century board. Complete the Dove Pilkey bibliography. Obviously, Dove Pilkey responsible for the incredible children's comedy books, Captain Underpants series, uh, which are more than just fart and underpants jokes. Honestly, there is some really, really good fourth wall breaking comedy in these books. And I was overwhelmed, absolutely overwhelmed by some of the feedback I got about this series from a lot of listeners. Um, Radio Connor O'Brien sent an email in. Welcome to the RF, Radio Connor O'Brien. And he said, hey, Mike, I was listening to the latest episode of the pod. And when you brought up the quest to finish the Captain Underpants extended universe, I remembered that my grades, that in grade seven, my class went on a field trip to Brisbane and met Dave Pilkey, who I believe is a Canadian author. He gave a talk about his writing, and at the time he was working on Dogman. Dogman is his new franchise, Captain Underpants has finished, and the final Captain Underpants novel, which he gave away a prototype copy of to a kid from another school. 
I got a chance to meet Dav and he signed my copy of the first Captain Underpants book, which was pretty neat. If you want to, I can send the signed copy to you to add to your Pilkey collection. Love the pod. Keen to hear your thoughts on the Ook and Gluck comic. That's one of Dav Pilkey's spin-off comic books. It's an absolute banger. Radio Connor O'Brien. Connor, I mean, I'd love the signed Captain Underpants book, but I don't want to take it off your hands. I would happily exchange a sticker pack or some other merchandise uh, if you would want to do that route, but I don't want to take it off you for nothing. Uh, A lot of people do send stuff into the show, which I'm very grateful for. For example, Radio Mel, welcome to the radio family, Radio Mel. She sent me a bunch of manga to my work, uh, including the manga 20th Century Boys, which is a a manga with a very similar title to this podcast. And another one, which I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about like a classroom like death classroom or something like that um so a bunch of stuff comes in i always want to give something back so connor if you want to send that in um i'll definitely send something out to you and same goes to anyone else who has something i might like i'll send you out a sticker pack um Radio David said, uh, I'm so glad I've put this podcast into my run of weekly listens, having a ton of fun listening to it. Uh, I can't wait to catch up on the back catalog catalog and and to catch up on most of the jokes. Uh, I actually read all the Captain Underpants books growing up. They are a goddamn treat. They are so good for memory. Um, and a lot of people in the Discord started talking about their favourite Captain Underpants books. A lot of people... And, and like, the thing about these books is that makes them so good and why I want to read them all and review them all, because I never finished the series. I think there are three or four or maybe two or three books that I never finished. And I will say, I did buy the entire Captain Underpants collection off Book Depository last week, so I will have the entire collection very, very soon. Um, these books are so good because, as I said, really great kids' comedy, but it's comedy that still holds up today. Like, if you watch the, the movie The Emperor's New Groove, which is a great Disney film with a lot of fourth-wall-breaking comedy, Captain Underpants, very similar comedy style to that, in my opinion. And both of those things really shaped my comedic sensibilities, I think. Um, as far as favourite book goes, a lot of people were saying uh, the two-part book, which is Captain Underpants and The Big Bad Battle of the Bionic Booger Boy, part one and two. Uh, really great one, where the, where the class nerd Melvin Schneedley accidentally turns into the, the Bionic Booger Boy. Uh, the first one I ever read was Captain Underpants and the Wrath of the Wicked Wedgie Woman, where their teacher uh, becomes the Wicked Wedgie Woman. Uh, But I think my, I'm not sure what my favourite is, but I think a classic is the fourth book in the series, Captain Underpants and the Perilous Plot of Professor Pippi P. Poopy Pants, uh, in which Professor Poopy Pants has has a funny name and everyone laughs at him, so he tries to make everyone change their name to a silly name. Um, Loved that. So there are lots of great books. It is more than just fart comedy. It really is. And uh, someone also mentioned that Dove Pilkey had another series called the Ricky Ricotta series, Ricky Ricotta's Mighty Robot. Uh, I do want to add that to completing the Dove Pilkey uh, book reading session. So uh, thank you to everyone. Let me know your favorite Captain Underpants books. There, there was also a Captain Underpants DreamWorks film, which was pretty good. I didn't think it was amazing, but it did capture the spirit of the books. And I really, really liked that. So uh, as of next week, I'll probably have the Dove Pilkey collection and we'll be totally ready uh to start smashing them out and i'm looking forward to it so much okay we definitely need to do another one of these bad boys tales from the dream factory 
Tales from the Dream Factory is a segment on this show where we tell people's tales from the Dream Factory. What is the Dream Factory, I hear you ask? Well, Dream Factory is the new way of saying you're going to sleep. Instead of saying, I'm heading to bed, I'm going to hit the hay, I'm going to sleep. You say, hey, I'm going to the Dream Factory. Why? Because where do they make dreams? At the Dream Factory, when you're asleep, right? That's why you call it the Dream Factory. And, you know, you can use it in everyday language. We want to start normalizing the Dream Factory on this podcast. Like, hey, uh, why are you late for work? Oh, sorry, I was overtime at the Dream Factory. Sounds better than, oh, I slept in. You know, it adds a bit of mystique to it. So Tales, for, for the, Tales from the Dream Factory is the chance for different listeners of this show to get to tell their tales from the Dream Factory. I had a great experience uh, in the Dream Factory the other day. I think I just like, sometimes I work really late and I stay up late and then I feel really groggy when I wake up. So the other night, I think it was Sunday night, I actually headed to the Dream Factory really, really early. I think I was at the Dream Factory by like 9pm, which is really early. And uh, I woke up, sorry, I didn't, like, I left the Dream Factory around 6am, uninterrupted trip to the Dream Factory, just stayed at the Dream Factory all night, 6am, I'm leaving the Dream Factory, right? I'm in the shower. I I go straight to a shower after the Dream Factory. That's kind of my go-to, showering after the Dream Factory. I wash all those dreams away. I get out of the shower. My housemate's there and she goes, well, you've left the Dream Factory pretty early. She didn't say that, but she said something along the lines of that. You know, she probably said, you're up early. And uh, I basically, I was like, yeah, yeah. had a great trip to the Dream Factory. And I, you know, I got ready for my day pretty much. So, you know, I'm trying to work Dream Factory in. Here's a great one from Radio Con. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Con. She says, I've been trying to get into the Dream Factory for a couple of hours now, but they're not letting me in. Think I might give up and try again later. Pretty annoying, but thanks for sharing because it just normalizes. Not everyone's experience in the Dream Factory is holistically positive, as Con has pointed out. You know, that sometimes you, you're outside the door trying to, knocking on the door to the Dream Factory. They're not letting you in. You have to go do something else for a bit and hope that you come back later and you just naturally kind of walk through the door and slip through the cracks. Sorry to hear you had a bad experience there, Con. Uh, great one from Radio Red. Uh, Radio Red actually said, Dinner has had a lot of parmesan cheese. Very much looking for the wacky things the Dream Factory is going to be making tonight. Because a lot of people do say that cheese makes dreams a little bit wacky. So obviously Red is anticipating a really wacky experience in the in the DF, the Dream Factory, because of the volume of cheese that he has had. And it's it's so interesting that the food that you eat or the things that you drink can totally, totally change up your experience in the Dream Factory. For example, the other night I went out for a few drinks and, um, you know, had a pretty bad experience in the DF. You know, when I'm when I have a few drinks in me, a few alcoholic beverages, I tend not to have a great experience at the Dream Factory. Not only do the dreams that are being manufactured feel really surreal and weird, but just generally I don't I'm I'm in and out of the Dream Factory, you know, I'm leaving, I'm going back in, I'm having to leave to go to pee because obviously there's no bathrooms at the Dream Factory. Lots of different stuff like that. Uh Radio Hamilton, he had a pretty bad experience. Uh, He said, I went overtime at the Dream Factory last night. My boss wasn't too happy this morning. So obviously, you need to curb your usage of the Dream Factory. You can't be staying in the Dream Factory for too long because then you're just pissing other people off. You know, you need to spend 
time in the Dream Factory, you can't be there all the time, especially when you've got to work. Thank you to everyone who sent in their tales from the Dream Factory. If you have a great tale from the Dream Factory, definitely send it in to this show. I have a new initiative that I want to start on the show because it has come to my attention and I don't quite understand why, how, who, what, where, how, when, why, all of those questions. I don't quite understand why that why it's happening. It has come to my attention uh, based on some kind of legislation that it is possible, there is a possibility that Google, Google search here in Australia, where I am from, may not be able to be a thing anymore. It has come to my attention that we may not be able to use Google anymore soon. Uh, I believe this is still up in the air. Google has little alerts when you use it that maybe it might not be here anymore. Uh, I don't know. I'm not looking into it, but I think it's pretty alarming because I use Google all the time. If I want to search for something, if I need to know, you know, the answer to a question, you know, who played Ray in it, who played Raymond in Everybody Loves Raymond? If I need to know that, I just go to Google. I don't need to know that. I know it was Ray Romano, but you know, if you didn't know that, you'd want to head to that. Um, so Google might not be here anymore. So we need to prepare for a future without Google. And uh, I'm happy for people to invest in this if they want, but at the moment it's a free service. Feel free to invest. I think it's going to be on its way up. As of today, I am officially introducing Mike Gull. What is Mike Gull, I hear you ask? Well, Mike Gull is essentially Google, except instead of typing in a question to Google, if you have any question or any search or if you need something, just type it to me. Any of my, literally any of my channels, radiomikepod at gmail.com, radio.mike on Instagram, anywhere you want to ask anything that you would usually go to Google for, just start preparing for the fact that Google might not be around for the, for the rest of your life. You might need to seek an alternative and head to Mike Gull. Just send me anything. Even Like if I get an email next week, that's just like lemon chicken recipe, I'll know that you were Mike Gulling that. Instead of using Google, you might Google it. And the and any, anything you send in, I will answer on this show. So it's like, it's not like Google where you instantly get results. Michael, you need to wait at least, you know, five or six days for me to record the next pod and give all the Michael results. But essentially, yeah, Michael is a brand new initiative. I would love to start getting some searches onto Michael so I can start really getting this business up and running. And uh, yeah, I think if we all use Michael, it, we won't even notice that Google is gone. So anything, lemon chicken recipe, uh, funny spot on my genitals, what could it be? I'll let you know. Uh, um, who played Ray Romano? Who played Ray Barone in Everybody Loves Raymond? Another one I've already said. Um, walkthrough for Pokemon Red version on Game Boy Color. Anything like that. Anything you would normally Google. Uh, watch Avengers Endgame for free online. Download. Maybe I'll help you out. So, you know, Michael can, here's what I'm saying. Michael can do anything Google can do just on a longer time frame. Check it out. You won't regret it. Okay. We have a few more things that we need to get through before we finish up for the week. The first of which is an update on this segment. Romantic or needy. Okay. So the name of this segment is actually not uh, romantic or needy anymore. It is now cute or cringe, but Belle, who is the voiceover person that you hear doing that, I just haven't uh, texted her to ask her if she can do 
another voiceover for it. So the intro is going to say romantic or needy. This segment was pitched by my friend Tim, my good friend Tim, who has a twin called Declan. Declan also wants to do a segment on the show now, but I've not heard from him yet. Uh, Tim texted me the other day, but basically Tim presents a situation and uh People have to write in whether that situation is cute or cringe, generally in a dating sense. The last situation he brought up was uh, he someone was going was dating someone, brought them to a big family event after dating for one week and uh, asked if they wanted children and then said that they wanted, I think, eight, nine children or something like that, uh, which is quite a lot of children, to be honest. Um Tim texted me during the week. He said, hey, mate, has anyone written in for cute or cringe? Uh, We did get one from Radio Christina. Christina with a K. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Christina with a K. She says, hey, Mike, just remembered the cute or cringe and uh, I wanted to weigh in too. Again, the situation tips more on the side of cringe, but is more so heavily on the side of run for the fucking hills. Like bringing someone on a first date to a big family function is a bold move. Wouldn't wouldn't call it cute, but it is bold. Then going, I want nine kids specifically to just fit in a minivan and think, yeah, the guy wanted nine kids so he could buy a minivan. And thinking that's cute is just, nah, no thank you. Unless you're adopting, then maybe that's okay. But like a week on hinge, like, yeah, no, that's the kind of person you run away from. So I think we're deciding it's cringe, Tim. We will revisit this segment in the future, but for now, your twin brother, Declan, I know you listened to this podcast. You did tell me you want a segment. You tell, if you want to launch a segment next week, let me know. Uh, We will definitely launch it. Two more very quick things, and I do need to add uh, to this. This might be a hard goal that I'm putting on the 20th century board, but I did forget to mention it before. We are still looking for a pirated version of the Chinese film from 1997, which is called The Dream Factory. I'm putting that on the goal board. Watch the Dream Factory. No one has been able to find or download or find any legal means of watching the Chinese film from 1997 whose title translates to the Dream Factory. We really want to watch this film. So that's an important one to pop onto the 20th century board. If anyone can find a copy of the Chinese film, the Dream Factory, let me know. And the other thing... Uh, Radio Nacho Cheese, best friend of the show who went exploring on a haunted house two weeks ago, said he was going to follow up with the results of the haunted house uh, last week, didn't come back. Radio Nacho Cheese has still not written in. We can only assume he has been kidnapped by ghosts in this haunted house and we are entering a horror movie. If I don't hear from Radio Nacho Cheese next week, I will be seriously concerned. Okay, let's do this. Tap, tap. It's the tapping game. Tappy tap. I just realized I said haunted house again there. But anyway, that's not what we're doing. This is the tapping game. I tap out the rhythm to a song and you have to guess what the song is. Here is the taps from last week's tapping game. You have to determine what song that is. I I did give one clue, which was that every single person in the world knows this song. Um, 
I don't think anyone listening to this podcast doesn't know this song. It's a very big song. And pretty quickly, one person got it almost instantly. That person is radio superstar Alex Sky, who has already contributed today. Feel free to contribute to the show anytime, like Alex Sky does. Uh, he said this. He left this voice message. G'day, Mike. It's radio superstar Alex Sky here. Um, just listen to the podcast. It's 2am and I'm pretty sure the... Uh, tapped in translation answer is the first verse to the song All Star by Smash Mouth um, yeah have a good one and fuck you 100% absolutely correct it was the first verse of All Star by Smash Mouth here is uh, the beat that I tapped put along with the actual song I might not do this for the video version because it gets copyrighted but uh, here is for the audio listeners what it sounds like when synced to the actual song Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb And the shape of an L on her forehead Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow My housemate, Dan, who was at home before wanted to do a tapped in translation this week but he's now he he's he's left to go drop something off for his work so he's not here um so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna leave a gap here and if dan gets back in the time where i am still recording this i will let him do his tapped in translation for next week for you guys but if he's not I would just head, head to the end of the podcast who knows what's going to be on the other side of this who knows it could be anything here you go guys Wait and see. All right, good news. Uh, just as I was finishing the pod, Dan got home. Dan, come on in. You're going to give the listeners a quick tapped in translation. He's a bit shy, so he's only going to come in for as little time as possible. Jump in. Jump in. Grab your mic. This is your mic, so you're talking to that. All right, so you've already decided what song you're going to... How are you, by the way? I'm good. Cool. You, you've already decided what song you're going to do, haven't you? Okay. And you tapped it out for me before. It is a pretty tricky one. Depending um, on... You did too. I don't know which one you've decided. Annoying. All right. Well, do you want to just tap it out? Uh, yeah. So generally we get... We stand up. You put your leg in front of the <laughs> mic. And then you just do it. All right. This is a this week's Tapped In Translation. Yeah, so sit back down. Thanks for that. That is the tapped in translation. So the hint will be, I would say, not a one-hit wonder, but this person who made this song, you don't hear much about them these days and you haven't no. for a while. No. But I think they had a few songs that were big in Australia. I think they are from the UK. That's the only song that I have that I know about them. So. No, what about that other song we were singing in the car one time? Is that the same song? Um... No, I think that's a different artist. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. That's the dubbed in translation. Thanks, Dan. Good to meet you. Thanks, Mike. Cool. Thanks. Um, can I just disclose? Um, you, you keep putting me in every now and then in your podcast as your housemate. Yeah. But we've been friends for like over a decade. Thanks to my housemate, Dan. <laughs> 
All right, it's been a big show, but before we go, let's quickly do this. The plug. This is the plug. This is just where I basically, it's just a fancy way of me plugging everything I've done this week that I would love for you to check out if you have time. Uh, The first thing I want to plug is the YouTube channel, 753 subscribers at time of recording, getting very, very close slowly to the 1000 subscriber requirement to monetize the channel. It would be awesome, awesome to reach it. It seems like people are watching and enjoying the videos that I do uh, each week. All my podcasts go up in full on YouTube. So if you want to watch the video version, you know, see the 20th century board. I wear some cool t-shirts. Here's a a, a, a surprisingly relevant t-shirt for today's episode, if you know what it is. Um, and you know, there's just a few things on the video version as well that you can check out. So feel free to go watch them and just different pop culture videos that I put up every week. And of course, Mike plays games with friends, which is my gaming series where I play games with friends. Keelan uh, from Keelan's Meelan's was my guest on last Sunday's episode. They come out every Sunday. We played Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. This Sunday, Lewis Spears and Cuphead, a really, really fun video that I think you will really, really like. And of course, thanks to everyone who checked out the Mike Talks with Brendan Dando uh, from Four Finger Discount, The Simpsons Podcast. I'm assuming your love of pop culture expands outside of cartoons and TV shows and probably goes into games. Can you talk about a little bit about your history playing games? Well, it's funny, but I don't play games anymore. I mean, I stopped at like the PlayStation 3. I Man, just, you, I your whole life is just living in the past. Your whole <laughs> life. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I do a Simpsons podcast. I play Duck Hunt. Like, yeah. I'm like, Pe- people miss things. How can I monetize this? <laughs> <laughs> you Didn't you, weren't you like responsible for managing like the revival of Cheese TV? Those yep, t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I run the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, If you want any, the, Video of that up on YouTube as well, or you can listen to the audio version in this feed. Radio Whitey said, uh, I had no idea who Brendan Dando was going in, but this was a great episode. Radio Scooter says, I am so keen to check out his podcast now. I loved this. And again, Radio Whitey said, this is all in the Discord. He said, I really enjoy Mike Talks. The guests are usually a bit different, so I learn things that I didn't know. Even when they're known guests, the conversations are great. So thank you to everyone checking them out. Of course, aside from Dando, there's chats with comedian Alice Tovey. Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna, Ryan Shelton, Jack Post, Ruben Solo, Luke Kidgel, Dave Lee from Dave D- Dave Lee Down Under. Uh, so please go and check out some of the Mike Talks. And of course, Harry Potter and the Boys. Yesterday's episode was with Zach Miller. Great friend of the show. Always brings it. So funny. Such a great episode that I love doing with him. So please go and check out the Harry Potter and the Boys. Chapter 13, which was called The Really Weird Warning. Great episode there. Lots of really funny moments. So yeah, YouTube, Harry Potter and the Boys. Radiomike.com.au to see all of my content because of merch there as well. But for now, uh, that is about all we have time for. Leave a review for the podcast if you can. Tell a bunch of your friends about the podcast. Tell 20 friends. Tell 20 friends. uh, Leave a five-star review. We do accept four stars. We do not accept three stars or under, so you have to give them to another podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, do do that with all of my podcasts. I'd really, really appreciate it. Follow me on Insta, radio.mike. Um, really, really loving the podcast so far this year, so thank you so much for listening. I will leave you with this. My name has been Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. Don't block the MDF. I'm a very kind young man, and some of your people, some of your older, some of the older staff could learn a lot from me. 
don't lie to me because I'll see you. And of course, I will see you tonight, maybe at the Dream Factory, if you're lucky. Bloody hell. See you later. We'll be right back.